On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, is Jalen Hurts right as winning the only thing that matters in the NFL? Who needs to step up more on Monday night against Tampa Bay? Who's been underrated for the Eagles so far this year? Plus, our LOE 3, three-player props presented by FanDuel, all coming up on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Shout-out to our everydayers for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joining you on this Friday edition of the show. A couple more days until the Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, a battle of two 2-0 teams. The Eagles head down to Florida, Tampa Bay, the first time they've been down there since the 2021 wildcard game, which to me might be in my life the most forgettable, maybe not forgettable because of what I thought it represented because of how bad Jalen Hurts looked as a passer. To me, that was, okay, the Eagles, even though they're a playoff team, they're not on the same stratosphere as Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They need a new quarterback. So in that way, it was eye-opening for me. Or just even though Jalen Hurts became the guy, in that game it showed, hey, the Eagles do not have their quarterback yet. He needs to get there or they need somebody else despite being a playoff team. But when it comes to the actual game, it was over so quick. There's not really any memorable parts in a positive way of that football game. I'd say the only other game I can think of that's like a postseason game in my life as an Eagles fan where I just totally removed it from my mind is, I would say, like 2009. And again, I'm only 26, so you know this dates me for sure, this conversation. But I would say that 2009 blowout loss in Dallas. But again, those are the two forgettable playoff games for sure for me, of course, because they were blowouts where the Eagles lost. But the Eagles are heading down to Tampa Bay for the first time since that game, and both teams look very different despite being 2-0. and You know, Tampa Bay without Tom Brady, a lot of people thought this year they weren't going to be a playoff contender. Baker Mayfield looks really good. The Eagles are a very different team than the last time Tampa Bay saw them. The Eagles were a wild card team, the seventh seed, and now they're a top three team in the NFL coming off a Super Bowl run in 2022. So it's going to be a big game for sure. And again, as we said the other day, I think the key Passing the football through the air on offense, bouncing back in that way. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, Dallas Scott are getting things back on track like Jalen has it right now with Devontae Smith. And then on defense, it's stopping Baker Mayfield and a red-hot Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That is a really good duo that the Eagles are going to have their hands full with for sure. And again, a win is really all that matters. If the Eagles can get to 3-0, that's huge because you look at this schedule, it only gets tougher and tougher as the season goes on. San Francisco just won again on Thursday night. They're at 3-0. The Dallas Cowboys look incredible, although they did just lose Trayvon Diggs. Torn ACL for the year. That's a massive blow to the Eagles' rival in the division. But right now, that defense has looked like the best in football through two weeks. Dak Prescott looks really good. So again, a win is huge. The Eagles need to keep up. A one-seed home field advantage through the playoffs is very important. You don't want to have to go to Dallas. You don't want to have to go to San Francisco. Getting a playoff game at the link, having the playoffs run through the link. I mean, the last time... The last two times it's happened, the Eagles have gotten to the Super Bowl in 2017 and in 2022. So, again, as Jalen Hurts has mentioned in these press conferences, like winning 
is definitely the top thing that matters. But I do feel like in a way, I'm kind of disagreeing with Jalen a little bit in these press conferences. I, I do think he's contradicting himself just a little bit with how he's saying winning is the only thing that matters. I feel like regardless of how you do it, that's kind of the tone because he's responding to questions about the way defenses are defending him right now, how the passing game has been inconsistent, you know, third down offense, pass protection, um, run blocking as well. Uh, Things have been up and down through two weeks for sure. I mean, they've had their bright spots, but it's been compared to 2022, a lot of highs and lows where last year early on, it was just a lot of highs. So Jalen kind of saying though, doesn't really matter. We've won both games. We're two and oh. And I will agree with him to a certain degree. And first off, I love that Jalen does not care if he dominates individually as a player as long as the team wins. Like, I think he's totally fine going 10 for 10, 118 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. And if they win the football game, I don't think he gives a crap for sure, which is awesome. He is a team first, selfless player in its purest form. To have that as your leader, as your quarterback, that's huge because. You know, everybody says that in their press conferences that winning is the top thing that matters and it doesn't matter how they perform. But, you know, we even saw A.J. Brown last week. Individual performances, they matter to these players 100%. Jalen, I truly believe, does not care, which is awesome. He's wired in such a unique old school style for sure. And again, he is right that the win is ultimately the goal. It's the top thing over anything else. Getting the job done, regardless of how you do it, is huge in the NFL where winning consistently very, very difficult. Again, especially when you're trying to win the division, you're trying to get home field advantage, and you're figuring things out early with a new team compared to last year. So again, I agree with him to a certain degree, but I will say, like when he says winning is the only thing that matters, but then he also talks about the standard that they've set and how they continue to move the goalposts for that, and they're never satisfied, that kind of contradicts things because if winning is the only thing that matters, even if you don't win even if you don't meet the standard you have set in that win, I think that absolutely matters. I think how you win 100% matters. Contextualizing each game and how how you win, it has to be sustainable long-term. You have to be good enough against better teams. Like a, a win against the Patriots, the way you won that game, might not get the job done against the Buffalo Bills later on in the year, or the San Francisco 49ers, or the Dallas Cowboys, or the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you're being held back by yourself, if you're making mental mistakes like turnovers, which Jalen has had two bad turnovers in two weeks, if there's penalties and, you know, there's just bad play calling and you're just not recognizing things right, drop passes, fumbles, you know, like all of this kind of stuff, it absolutely matters. Again, getting a win is the top thing, but it's not the only thing. When you're a Super Bowl contender, it's not the only thing because you have to win in a certain way, you have to have a certain standard of winning to win a championship. You, you're you never going to be perfect. And again, in the NFL, winning looks different every single week. I'm not saying they have to win by throwing 400 yards every single game and the run game can't carry you this week and the defense can't carry you the next. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts every single game is to look like an MVP. That's not a realistic standard to set, although they're never going to be satisfied and they're always going to set it that way. But again, how you win 100% matters. So in a way, I don't really, and I'm sure that's Jalen means a little bit of both when he's saying this, but like when he says winning is the only thing that matters to kind of justify these first two games, like sure, but you don't want to let winning make you complacent. You don't want to let winning 
stop you from fixing the mistakes that have happened in these wins. And I know that's not what he's saying. I know that obviously this team is not satisfied with the way they're playing right now through two weeks. Jason Kelsey was on Sports Radio 94 WIP just the other day saying the temperature of the locker room right now is on edge despite being 2-0, because they know they can play better. So I know this team is holding themselves to that standard still, but I think like when Jalen says winning is the only thing that matters and you know fans and media take that and run with it regardless of what he means, I don't think that statement and it's actually, like, you know, if you don't read into it more, that actual word-for-word statement is not correct. When you are a Super Bowl contender, this team needs to continue to win 100%. And it's huge that they've gotten to 2-0 despite being inconsistent. But they need to start winning in a different way. They need to start looking different in these wins if they want to win a championship. And so I hope that does change on Monday. And I'm not even saying they haven't looked really good in certain areas in these first two weeks. I mean, Jalen Hurts, that touchdown to Devontae Smith was incredible. That throw to A.J. Brown, that touchdown that didn't count. I mean, some of those runs against New England, they've showed moments of elite play, those forced turnovers on defense these first two games, the pass rush, how they've taken over in the second half of both games. There's a lot to like about this football team through two weeks, the offensive line completely taking over against Minnesota. There's a lot to like, but there's also a lot they need to correct, and hopefully they do win in a more dominating fashion this Monday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's some guys that need to step up more for sure. That's what I want to get into coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Who of this team, of the main core on offense and defense, need to play better in week three? Also, who's been very underrated through two weeks for the Birds? All that and more coming up on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. I just bought my Eagles Bills tickets through Game Time. Thanksgiving weekend, me and the family, my family grew up in Buffalo, New York. They're all Bills fans. We're going down to the link for that game. Eagles fans, please go easy on them. Got these tickets through game time. It's been seamless. Hopefully that win will be seamless as well. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. I just went to a comedy show through game time two weeks ago in Rochester, New York. It was an amazing show. My favorite podcasters in the comedy world. It was great. Theater, all that and more through game time. And the game time game Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, the first purchase, $20 off using the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL when you download the Game Time app. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And guys, today's show is also sponsored by DoorDash, which has been saving my life when it comes to food since, honestly, the pandemic in 2020. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. This was not a thing when I first started using DoorDash years ago. They have stepped up their game. They are in the grocery game now. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So 
sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutions right in the app. Best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL at checkout. Limited time offer terms do apply. It's 50% off up to $20, no minimal subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. I'm Louis DiBiase. We are continuing on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen each and every day. Football season is here, and guys, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including Locked On Eagles. Hosts Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anybody else. Find Lockdown NFL kickoff live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on any Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. All right, as I was talking about in segment one, I feel like the Eagles, they need to play to a higher standard this week, Monday Night Football, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like getting a win, get to 3-0, and that's the main thing, but I want them to look different this week, especially through the air, passing the football, defending the pass. Right now, the Eagles, I think, have given up the second. They're number one or number two when it comes to allowing the most passing yards in the NFL. And they're in the bottom tier right now. I think they're like 20th or 20 to 23 when it comes to total passing yards through two weeks. So, again, the, the passing game needs to be better through both sides of the football. They're the number one run defense right now, and we just saw how good DeAndre Swift in the run offense was Thursday night against Minnesota. But the pass needs to be better, especially if you want to win a championship. That's got to be the thing that carries you at least 75% of the time. And with that being said, that's why these certain players are who I want to see step up more for the Eagles on offense and defense against Tampa Bay. On defense, it's two of your pass rushers. And I think I've been very happy with the defensive line this year. I think, again, the numbers aren't there yet with the sack totals. Quarterbacks are getting the ball out quickly. The first reads, the Eagles have been struggling to cover in certain areas because of the injuries at linebacker, at cornerback, the lack of talent at linebacker for sure. Um, but I think the defensive line has stepped up, especially the defensive tackles. I mean, all four of these guys in that rotation have been elite. Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, of course, Milton Williams. The edge, though, Josh Sweat, to me, looks like a defensive player of the year candidate. But the other guys have not done much. I was saying this the other day on the show. I think we need to see more from Hassan Riddick and Brandon Graham. And I think it's, again, it's not on both of them performance-wise that they haven't really been dominating like they both did in 2022. Hassan Riddick is dealing with a thumb injury. He's clearly not 100%. Like, you hands are so important for a pass rusher, especially on the edge, especially with someone who's stylistically is like Hassan Reddick, those quick attacks, you have to be comfortable battling with your hands against these tackles. And so having an injured thumb, you can definitely tell he's trying to adjust to this injury. He's still clearly not 100%. Through two games, Hassan Reddick does not have a lot of pressures, does not have a single sack yet. Brandon Graham, I think he's gotten some good pressure in both games. I think the reps are significantly down compared to 
the majority of his career this year, even more than last year. So I think Brandon Graham's role has been smaller so far this season, but I would like to see, I mean, those two were just so important to the 2022 season on defense. I mean, both surpassed double-digit sacks last year, and neither one of them have a single sack yet so far. The only edge rusher for the Eagles that has a sack is Josh Sweat. So they need Hassan Reddick to get back to health. They need him to start sacking the quarterback and creating consistent pressure. Brandon Graham, hopefully we can see that 2022 version. He's been getting close. I want to see more from the just not just those two, but a bigger role for Nolan Smith. If Derek Barnett's going to be out there, he has to produce better. I just want to see more from the edge rushers because right now the defensive line on the interior, it looks incredible, but for this team to really meet the potential that they have up front for them to get these sack numbers, they need their edge rushers. Like these defensive tackles can only do so much. Like you can't expect all of them to be the ones getting the sacks. You need Hassan Reddick to finish these plays with his speed. You need Brandon Graham to get there with that motor and finish these sacks. Josh Sweat's been doing it. He has a sack and a half. He's got a sack in both games, but the rest definitely need to step up. And I think the same thing goes for the offensive side of the ball when it comes to 2022 core stars that haven't done much this year. A.J. Brown, I think he had a good game against New England week one, seven catches for 79 yards. But of course, we know the story about last week. He was not happy with his role in the passing game, whether he will admit it or not in those press conferences. He said it didn't have to do with targets. I don't believe that at all. And it's fine if it was about targets. He was running a lot of clearing routes in that football game. A.J. Brown said like in the, the locker room yesterday, he said, oh, you know, I know we got I got three targets in a row right after that altercation on the sideline, but it wasn't about targets. Like, come on. You got, they were force feeding you the football right after that. And they weren't doing that before hundred percent about targets. But again, he like, he's right to be frustrated. And I don't like that. He showed it. I don't like the timing of when he was upset. Like they're winning in the fourth quarter by two scores, but he should get the football more. The Eagles need AJ Brown, not just AJ Brown. They need Dallas Goddard to step up more too. And I'm not saying this is like, kind of like Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick. I'm not saying this is on them because they're not playing well. I'm not saying it's a performance thing. It's some, some of it's the game plan. Some of it's Jalen Hurts just not looking their way as much. He's been clicking right now with Devontae Smith. That's been the connection of the season so far, which I'm not complaining about. Devontae's one of the best receivers in the game. But if this team, again, if they want to reach the potential, if they want to reach the standard that is the theme of this show so far, they need these four players to do more. They need, regardless of why they haven't, they need more from A.J. Brown. They need more from Dallas Goddard. They need more from Hassan Riddick, and they need more from Brandon Graham. Those are players that I hope can start to make a little bit more noise Monday night against Tampa Bay. Uh, but there's been some other guys that have been underrated, I think, that aren't getting enough love so far this year. Like, can we talk about two guys, one on each side of the ball? Cam Jurgens. I went back and watched the tape against Minnesota. Cam Jurgens is really freaking good. Like, you don't notice him there. I think Johnny Page said this, who used to be actually on Locked on Eagles the first season we did it, 2018. He's over with uh, Bleeding Green Nation. He said Cam Jurgens is somebody you don't notice in a good way. And I think that's 100% correct. Like, nobody's talking about this kid. His first year as a starter, second year, second round pick. And, like, you lost a really good player at right guard. Isaac Sayamalu last year was an all-pro elite-level player that got a huge contract in Pittsburgh. And I haven't thought about Isaac Samalu at all because Cam Jurgens has been in there and they have not skipped a beat. He looks very similar to Jason Kelsey when he gets downhill, when he gets to that second and third level. His run blocking, really good. He's held his own in pass protection as well. I hope, it's interesting because this is exactly what happened with Landon Dickerson. He, because Kelsey won't retire, 
Dickerson moved over to left guard. He became an elite player there. And then they drafted Cam Jurgens to be the center long-term replacement. They drafted Landon Dickerson to be that guy in 2021. He played center at Bama, and they said, nope, he's the long-term left guard. Cam Jurgens at right guard. Jason Kelsey, 78 pass, uh, pass protection reps so far this year, hasn't given up a single pressure. Cam Jurgens has been amazing at right guard. I still think he is the long-term solution at center. I think they will move him there when Kelsey eventually retires. But he looks just as good at right guard. Like, it's, it's so funny how this is working almost the same way as it did with Dickerson. And it's not a bad thing, like, to keep adding these elite-level players on the offensive line, regardless of its tackle, center, or guard. I would invest top picks in that every single year if that's the turnout, the result that you're going to get. I will say, though, I mean, there's got to come a point where you just stop drafting Jason Kelsey's replacement, right? And just say, like, this guy, we're taking him to be a guard. Because <laughs> that's kind of been the reality so far. Jurgens looks, again, he was a center at Nebraska. And last year, I mean, he cross-trained a little bit at guard. But this is the only year he's really solely focused on that. And he looks like he's been doing it for years. Cam Jurgens has been so good. And I imagine he'll be that good again at center. I mean, the pros you've seen so far of him this year I think that translates really well uh, but man he has been a, a hell of a player and again it's at a new position he's replacing he's got big shoes to fill replacing Isaac Samalu and he has not this offensive line has not skipped a beat especially on the ground and if there has been issues it really has not been because of Cam Jurgens. I think the guys that were getting beat so far week one it was Lane Johnson and Jordan Maialata and then this past game I thought they played really well in, in pass pro and on the ground and then on defense Milton Williams you know, I talked about how we need to see more from Hassan Riddick and Brandon Graham on this defensive line. You know, everybody's talking about Fletcher Cox, how he looks like he's in 2018 form. Jalen Carter looks like not only a rookie of the year candidate, but maybe a defensive player of the year candidate through two weeks. Jordan Davis looks like Dexter Lawrence out there. Josh Sweat looks elite. But Milton Williams deserves his flowers. Through two games, he is creating pressure consistently. He is a monster against the run. When you look at this guy's motor, I mean, the violence, the speed to power moves that he's rolling out. I mean, another guy that just the Eagles took quietly in the third round a few years ago, and he's fourth in your rotation, but he is, I think he'd be a main starter with a lot of teams in the NFL. He's got one of the fastest get-offs off the line of scrimmage, according to next-gen stats for all defensive tackles. So those two deserve their flowers, and I think they're going to continue to be good this Monday against Tampa Bay. All right, somebody that needs to be better against Tampa Bay, me. LOE3, I got to win you guys some more money, though, through FanDuel. LOE3, three player props I got for you for Eagles Bucks coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And, guys, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. So, here's how it works you pick two to three players and you decide if they're going to hit the over or the under on their stat projections. So, last week I rode with Odell Beckham. Having the under on 50 receiving yards, nailed that. Josh Allen, more than two passing touchdowns, nailed that. It's so much fun. Easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And they have weekly promotions too that can lead to big payouts, like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, and when you use the promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match, it can be up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to 
$100 prize picks. Daily fancy sports made easy. All right, Eagles fans, we are wrapping up this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Eagles Bucks this Monday night, a battle of two 2-0 teams trying to get to 3-0. The Eagles are favorites on the road, as they should be, but Tampa Bay is a good team. Don't sleep on them. Like They have a lot of that talent still from that Super Bowl season in 2020. Levante David and Devin White still on defense. Shaq Barrett, they've got some... Good talent in the secondary, definitely where they're more inconsistent, but like Antoine Winfield Jr. at safety, hell of a player on offense. Mike Evans is cooking. Chris Godwin looks really good. Baker Mayfield looks good. Their offensive line is healthy. That was the big issue last year, why they didn't look as good as 2021 and 2022, um, or I should say 2020 and 2021. But they're a good team that the Eagles can't sleep on. And, you know, going on the road anywhere, it's not like Tampa Bay is a tough environment, but. Going on the road, primetime football, that's definitely tough for sure. Um, what's been tough as well so far this season has been my LOE3 bets. I am so sorry. I went 0-3 week one, and I went 1-2 last week. The only one I hit was an anytime touchdown for Devontae Smith. I've been hedging my bets too much on Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts passing touchdown totals. Um, these anytime touchdowns are crushing me, but I'm going to try to do better for you this week. So let's get into LOE3 presented by FanDuel. Three bets that I'm riding with for Eagles Bucks. I want you to believe in me. I know right now I'm one in five. I promise you I'm going to bounce back this week. Here are three bets that I'm pretty confident in. Number one, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I think AJ Brown is going to bounce back. And here we go. Three weeks in a row. The anytime touchdown worked last week with Devontae Smith. It didn't work week one with uh, with uh, Kenneth Gainwell. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go two for three here. Anytime touchdown, A.J. Brown, plus 130 odds at FanDuel. I think, again, they're going to – this Eagles team knows they have to keep these weapons ha- uh, happy, right? I mean, Devontae Smith last year, after the game against Detroit, he doesn't get a catch. They force-feed him the ball against Minnesota. Last week, I mean, you look at week one, Dallas Goddard did not get a catch. Week two – didn't work. He only had 22 receiving yards, but they force-feeded him the ball. Um, six yard, uh, six receptions total against Minnesota. This week, A.J. Brown wasn't happy with his role last week. I think it's going to be a big game for him against an inconsistent Tampa Bay secondary. Give a touchdown to A.J. He should have scored last week. It got called back. Brown's had some big plays called back from penalties two weeks in a row. Give me that anytime touchdown plus 130. And again, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Dallas Goddard, I think he's going to have a much better game. Give me the over on Dallas Goddard receiving yards. I think both of those guys, it's going to be a focal point of this offense's game plan to get those two more involved. Again, you have to for this team to reach its ceiling. And then my final bet on LOE3 presented by FanDuel. I'm going back to the hole. I'm going back to the anytime touchdown. And this is one that... Again, look, I'm not going to hit home runs every single bet. Sometimes I just got to hit you a single, got to hit you a double, got to hit you something that you know for the most part happens week in and week out. And one thing you can almost guarantee now, which is crazy, it's historic how much he's doing this, but Jalen Hurts anytime rushing touchdown. I mean, he has now the most multi-rushing touchdown games ever for a quarterback. I think he, he tied Cam Newton last week, and he's going to break that record. I mean, with these tush pushes in the on the goal line, again, I felt bad for DeAndre Swift last week. He kept getting tackled at like the two or three or the one, and then Hurts just pounds it in. That's going to be the reality. In the red zone, they're going to use Jalen Hurts' legs. He is the closest thing the NFL has seen to Cam Newton in the red zone. I guess you could say Josh Allen, too, with that power and that speed as a rusher. It is tough to stop. And I, I think the odds right now are not like super great for Hurts anytime touchdown. It's it's 
everybody's riding with it, but it's one that works. And I got to get you on the board this week. I'm one in five. So those are my three bets. Anytime touchdown for Jalen Hurts rushing, for A.J. Brown receiving, and give me the over on Dallas Goddard receiving yards. All right, Eagles fans, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We'll see you on Monday for another edition of the show, Eagles Buccaneers primetime football in just three days. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds.